Music to gotta start rapping i really can't i cannot do that <laughs> what a way to welcome us into the new year happy new year happy morgan pod. where were you at midnight on january 1st 2023 i was with my partner sitting on the couch playing it takes two nice really fun switch oh my gosh wait real quick though um they were there were fireworks that just moved into this house and there were fireworks and they were like blowing up so low and i was like we might explode but we didn't oh well good i'm glad you didn't your turn where were you danielle i just drove into arkansas for a death in the family wolf and it was the most i mean it was obviously like (laughs) it's not funny it was obviously like real you know grim so not a great start to 2023 but i have high hopes for the rest of the year and that like wasn't your new year right what was your new year day oh yeah so my new year was actually in november so i can't remember if we recorded after i had the flu or like everything before i I, I got the flu november and it like literally was awful for two weeks and so whenever i got better i emerged i emerged (laughs) and i declared it my new year knew me in like the middle of november i was you know, obnoxious, but I was like, this is it. Yeah. Post flu, Danielle, this is it. This is me. So for the sake of your new year, new you, um, what was your like theme? What's your word, if you will, yeah. for our new year? So this episode is going to cover um, just kind of like our new year's plans, professional goals, and what we picture for the new year, and also answer some questions kind of related to that that we've gotten lately. Um, but to answer your question, my word for the year is habits. Nice. What does that look like for you? I don't know. I just, whenever I had the flu and I couldn't do anything, I was like, wow, I just really need some good habits to get my life back on track. So for me, it just looks like journaling kind of daily, maybe like every other day, consistently going to therapy, consistently getting massages, consistently exercising, consistently caring for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Right there. I love it. I like that your habits are about how to care for yourself and maintain your well-being. Yep. And in that, contentness is my is my word for the year last year was yeah last year was incredibly chaotic for me I moved across the country I started a new job I got married um it's just really chaotic yeah (laughs) so this year I want no major life events knock on wood and just want to be content so I'm gonna form good habits that make me feel good and hopefully just be content in that I love that for you yeah what about you do you have any words for the year yeah I am not a big resolution person but I also am a big word person and so my word for the year is boldness and so that's just to move boldly forward I have a lot going on I feel like I'm in my chaotic season I'm in grad school we have this podcast work is awesome we're working on some really big projects at our job right now and so it's just a lot happening so instead of facing it with negativity or exhaustion I just want to face it with boldness and so that boldness is like a posture for me to meet hard things and also just meet caring for myself so like boldly working out or boldly getting a massage similar to you but also boldly asking the questions or having a hard meeting yeah I love that and I like what you said about positivity amidst my ridiculous flu and like the ridiculousness that I was um I had this like huge moment of like you like adulting is hard Mm -hmm. adulting we talk about that we talk about that a lot on this podcast I feel like it's music therapy but also how the heck do you adult and um I feel like a lot of the times you have to just 
choose positivity. Yeah, straight up. And not to minimize hard things or hard feelings or negative emotions. Like, those are completely valid. But yeah. you sometimes you just have to choose to wake up and a slew of things happen, like your coffee spills on the way to work and you get a terrible parking spot and whatever. And you still have to just choose to be positive because it's really easy to have a terrible day every day. Yeah, and more than even just positivity, in my mind, I feel like choosing joy is more it because yes. I don't by any means want to invalidate like the hard things that do happen or the, the things that are unexpected that do genuinely suck, but it's like balancing out the things that suck with the things that still exist that are good or even neutral. I like that. I like I'll replace positivity with joy and yeah. even just mindfulness. You know how many times people are like, be mindful and your life will be better and like... It's true. It's like a tag phrase, though, so it's hard to be like, what does that actually mean right. in my body and mind, bro? Right. It's kind of annoying, yeah. but I remember taking a self-care class by Natasha Walker mm. um, in college. Was that class around when you were there? Uh, it started as I was leaving. I wasn't able to take it. Okay. So it was based around the self-care book by Ami. Um, oh, gosh. I don't I don't know her last name. I'll make sure to look it up. Um, but she has, like, the – she's, like, the burnout music therapy woman who's just, like – come up with all of these incredible things in music therapy around burnout. Um, so it was around her book, and it was also around Brene Brown's book, um, The Gift of Imperfections. Have you read that? I have. I love Brene Brown. She's yeah. one of my faves. Yeah. And so in that, we had to – one of our assignments was to practice mindfulness daily and write down three things we were grateful for every single day. Um, I had a hard time with it just because sometimes I have a hard time with journaling every day, but it, it's researched to be extremely effective. Yeah. So, Danny, in thinking about the words that we've maintained for our, like, personal selves, do you feel like your word of habit is going to transition to your work life, too? Absolutely. Like, I want to go into work this year and just be really grounded. Mm -hmm. You know, I've only been here seven months now, but this is going to be my full calendar year. Yeah. And I think habits is going to be a big one. I've started taking my laptop to the floor literally as of today just so I can be more present on my unit and just... I don't know. I it's for me. I split myself fifty fifty in hematology and oncology and behavioral health. And so some weeks it feels like I have both feet in one place and none in the other. Yeah, it's really hard to just be present in both areas. So that's kind of what I'm trying to build habits in. And I, I know like it's that. not going to be like that every week, but just working towards that. Yeah. And then just contentness in my job because um, I've only been at a job a year in my like professional life and I would really like to exceed that <laughs> you will yeah and just be content and not let things drag me down yeah yeah it's such a such an important place to be because like when you start a new job or you're starting internship or you're coming out of a season of transition it's like chaos stays for a little bit mm -hmm. and it's like you're trying to figure out what your new normal is but once normal settles it's you have to be very conscious of yourself and of trying for your contentment and choosing joy and letting yourself be tired when you're tired, but also picking yourself back up again. Absolutely. And we've talked about like life is so chaotic when, until you get to this point, it's school and internship and, um, then the, your boards and then your job. And then it just stops yeah. and it's just, and it's working. It's nine to five or whatever it is. It's working every day and you have to learn how to not get burnt out quickly because you're so used to the fast pace at yeah, least for you have me to adjust yeah I'm yeah. addicted to fast pace and addicted to change and addicted to just feeling chaotic honestly yeah I feel like getting into a new job I've talked to so many young professionals about that like schlump schlump sure schlump. that happens <laughs> that happens when you've been there for a few months or six months and then you finally settle in but everything's still a little crazy but you're just kind of settled into what this is going to look like for you 
and it gets hard. Things become unmotivating, and mm. it's like we've talked about my why before and, like, whys, but it's kind of like your why is shifting or you're developing your identity, and it's like you're settling in, and it's you slow down, and you kind of hit a wall for a minute. Yeah. Sometimes the magic kind of goes away. For a little bit. Yeah. You know, I'm sure it ebbs and flows, but it's easy to let it go away when everything's kind of... You're getting used to everything. Yeah, or you're just getting used to being overwhelmed all the time, and your body's mm. like, I can't cope, and you're like, I've got to, though. Yeah. And then you're just kind of in it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so thinking about that, something that I've been thinking about a lot is, like, the kind of benchmarks of being a music therapist and where that's been for me and kind of where I am now. So, guys, to give you perspective, I have been at my job for two and a half years at this job, and I worked out of school for children with autism for a little bit, but... It's kind of wild because you kind of said how it all goes really fast and then it goes slow. <laughs> I It's so crazy to think how long I've been in the field. I will have been in the field for three years in February. And it's just wild to think what choosing music therapy looked like in my journey than what becoming a student looked like to all the stuff that comes with being a student and your recital and all that jazz into interviews for an internship and getting an internship and then getting a job, well, even before getting a job, then, like, you're literally having to study for your boards for your MTBC. And then, like, a pandemic. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one didn't hit me quite the same. It hit me getting into my first job, but mm-hmm. it didn't hit me quite the same. But it's just wild to think about all of the things that, as music therapists, we we do. Yeah. <laughs> just It's just wild for me to think about that those are all things that we did and that they're things that you guys are still doing right now. Um And I'm just so curious how that feels for you. Like, do you feel like you're in the chaos? Do you feel like you're just managing? Are you just going through it? Do you feel like you're moving boldly into the next step and letting it happen? Do you feel overwhelmed by the concept of getting your MTBC? Like, I'm just so curious what that's like. Me? No, these people that we're talking to that can't answer me back. (laughs) Okay, well, let let me phrase it this way. We have 2023, all of these crazy things are going to be happening to people this year, the things that that you were talking about being chaotic and crazy. So with those things, we've gotten a lot of questions about the benchmarks that Morgan mentioned. So where do you want to start? We can, you know, do internship, we can do boards, we can do jobs. I don't want to, you know, I feel like we've talked about some of this stuff already Yeah. in previous episodes, so I don't want to be repetitive, but where do you want to start? I mean, I think we do everything. I don't really know where to start. Well, in in the spirit of this, I think we hear you, and these are directions that we need to go. We need to lean into the boards and internship and very specifics about these things. So for the sake of today and the sake of the new year, I think we start with internship applications. I feel like common questions that I have seen or heard surround – how do you know where to apply? Um, yeah. How do you know I, uh, what songs to pick? Like very practical things. Yeah. I haven't heard very abstract questions about yeah. this. Um, let me answer this one. You can answer the next one. Where do you get your songs? For me personally, whenever I was going through my stuff, um, Amy loves just this is just for me, pediatric um, medical, medical, like, or even just peds in general, pediatric internship applications. Amy Love has this fabulous guide. Um, what did she call it it's like the medical music therapy guide or something like that it's like the student yeah yes the student starter kit yeah that's it that's it yeah and so she has um every year she updates like the most popular pediatric songs um and so I pulled from that because obviously Amy Love is the one working with 
peds every single day so yeah. I trusted her and pulled my songs from there yeah for me I leaned into my strengths and so like there were some parts of specific instruments, for example, guitar, that I didn't feel super confident in at the time, but I leaned into the things that I really, the songs that I knew very well and I enjoyed playing. I think for me, um, having like joy in my playing made it feel more authentic and genuine and more relatable yeah. in my applications. And I really um, got the feedback that it helped me to be more authentic and I kind of ran with it. So I recommend you pick things that you feel very comfortable in. There's no shame in picking the things that represent you well. Use your strengths and lean into them. And then don't be ashamed of your weaknesses. Mm. I think for for me, I came out of my undergrad degree feeling very self-conscious about my musicianship, but trying to believe in myself and my musicianship and leaning into that right before my intern, like letting myself have time to learn more really helped me getting Mm. into it. Yeah, and you don't need to do the most fabulous, like, Christina Aguilera belt to, like, get an internship. I I really like what Morgan said about using your strengths and what you're comfortable with Mm -hmm. because it does come out. And even now as future internship supervisors, I think I just look for competency and comfortability, like, yeah, just being comfortable um, and just, I think, yeah, like, yielding to your strengths. There was something else I was going to say about, oh, Internship directors aren't looking for perfection by no. any means. Teachability. We're looking for teachability, and I think musicianship is a huge aspect of that. If you are not the most comfortable musician, lean into what you are comfortable in um, and just do your do your best. Like, do the best version of you, I think, is what you should focus on versus what one of your peers is doing. Yeah, and I think this goes, like, showing yourself off in these scenarios goes beyond internship. It goes to when you're applying for jobs. If you just finished your internship and you're in the the job cycle right now, I'm with you. You got this. Because even in that, like, you have to show your best self, whatever it looks like, and you are your biggest advocate. And so that's internship, that's jobs, putting yourself forward and saying these are the things about me that I'm proud of or that I, I – I am and these are the parts of me I can grow in having pride in those things can be really helpful Mm -hmm. and showing that confidence in those things can be really helpful it shows that you're open to growth and you recognize where you are another huge thing is um don't overcomplicate it Mm. you know like don't overcomplicate it don't overcomplicate the session plan show off what you know and what you're confident in yeah just keep it simple and keep it true to you and authentic and easy to understand Yeah. yeah yeah As far as the where, we have two big things that we always talk about, location and population. You have to rank what you are passionate in and what you are um, prioritizing yeah. for your internship. You live in Dallas, then you're, you may or your parents live in Dallas and you can live there for free during your internship. You may prioritize those internships. But let's say there's an internship in in forensics that's not in Dallas, but you really want to do forensics, go pursue that internship. You just have to decide what is feasible for you and what your priorities are. In the grand scheme of life, it's six months out of your whole career. It's a a really significant six months, but if that means you need to save money and live with your parents and choose the internship location over the population, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I mean – I think being able to get a degree as a music therapist is a privilege in general because the concept of getting unpaid for six months is obscene. Like, yeah, 
it's yeah. it's crazy to think about. Um, I know that my privilege in my life and my stability for my family allowed to be able to get the degree in the first place and then be able to sustain while in my internship. And so I encourage you to take the time it takes. I encourage you to work a job on the side if you have to and know that it is only six months and or I, I encourage you to take a break in between and mm. save some money and try to figure it out. Um, you're not the only person feeling the the weight of how much burden comes with six months of unpaid work, if that's your situation. Um, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts about unpaid internships, and yeah. most of them are not positive. Yeah, that's really fair. The, the experience, incredible. The experience, lovely. I think we all need it, but it's just wild to me, the yeah. gatekeeping that occurs because we were unable to pay our 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 workers they're, yeah. they're working you're working yeah. you're learning but you're working um one really cool thing I saw the other day and I'm sure some of you in the peds medical world are aware of this um the St. Jude internship has a stipend now yeah associated with it and I am so hopeful and excited that that is a standard that we can work toward as a field yeah absolutely but. let's go to um the boards. I literally got a text um, from Kate McMurray, sweet Kate. She was on my Empty Head Now board last year about how did you study? When did you start studying? Whatever. We do not have the uh, perfect answer, but we have what we did. So what did you do? I love making cheat sheets. Mm -hmm. Soon enough, guys, you guys will be able to purchase some of my cheat sheets on our website, but not necessarily a boards one, only because I'm a lucky girl who snuck in apparently before the new boards came out. (laughs) Um, But I made a a very, very detailed cheat sheet, and then I made it again, and then I made it again, and that's how I learn, and my biggest tip to my friends as they went through it after me, um, and you guys as you go through it, is play to your strengths again. You have made it through college. Congratulations. You know what you need to do to study. You know how you learn. Do whatever that is. For me, it's writing it down again. And again, not the funnest thing I've ever done, but I passed. Yeah. I started studying during my internship kind of in my free time. Um, I did my, like, final project at month four, so I had a couple months there at the end to really focus on the boards. I took the practice exams that CBMT offers. There's two, and I highly recommend them. It gives you a really good idea of the types of questions that are asked on the test. Um, They're all, from my, what I remember, a lot of them are super... um, situation-based yeah scenarios if you will thank you that's the word I was looking for practice tests were really helpful in getting my mindset where it needed to go for the test right and by that I'm curious Annie for you did you notice as you were taking it or as you were studying that it's more book smart answers than like practical answers absolutely think about what you were taught in school and it's funny that we take this after internship because it's like they unteach some stuff Yeah, yeah just based on other just how people do things so always think back to your textbooks think about what your professor said um whenever you're answering the questions even if you disagree (laughs) um I'm gonna be really honest I've I've always like done really well in school and this test was really hard for me I had anxiety the whole time I don't know if it was just built up and I had a job lined up and I needed the certification I kind of had a lot of pent-up pressure um but it was really hard for me I passed by uh three questions so I remember the moment that I learned that I passed (laughs) I felt so dramatic but I own myself um, I literally collapsed to the ground. Oh my God. Because I was so tired because it's so draining. It is draining. Yeah. Not to scare you guys, you will be fine. But at, when you get to the end, 
you're like, I am now done with everything for today. I need to be done. And I was, I'd convinced myself I hadn't passed because I, I have anxiety. And, um, this sweet, kind woman was like, you passed. And I was like, what? And I literally just fell to the ground. It was so funny. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so dramatic. And I'm not that dramatic of a person, but in that moment, I was. Yeah. And it, agreed. It, it, we don't mean to scare you. Realistically, it's just a hard test. It has to be. We're becoming board certified music therapists. You want it to be. You want it to be hard. Um, so I also just was told over and over again, rely on your education. You've made it this far. You're going to be okay. And my favorite thing ever, trust your gut. Absolutely. Just trust yourself because yeah. even if you take it once and you're like, well, crap, this is not what I expected and I didn't do great, it does not mean that you will not do great the next time. You have got to trust yourself and trust the music therapy therapist that you are and that you're building yourself to be. And there's more people than you know that have to take it multiple times. And there's absolutely no shame in that. Not even a little bit. Yeah, it is a difficult test. And if you have testing anxiety, if there's extenuating circumstances – there's absolutely no shame in taking it multiple times. Yeah. None. If you guys think of specific questions that we have not answered about the boards, feel free to ask us. Yeah. We, it's been a minute for me. It's been less of a minute for Danny, but still a minute. Yeah. So if we don't have the answers, maybe we'll ask you guys and maybe you can share with each other. We want this to be a community and we know that we are not the experts on everything. Mm -hmm. We're very aware. There is a um, CBMT exam prep Facebook group that I'm still in for some reason. Um <laughs> But it's out there. There are so many Facebook groups out there, y'all. So feel free to go look for that. There's people who offer tutoring. There's people who have, like, groups, group tutoring. And, hey, guys, I, I did not pass. Like, like, give me some tips. And anyways, yeah, there's there's resources out there. And it's funny because – here, let me – oh, my I, – I don't have social media anymore. But um, we do have a friend who DM'd us asking about – how do you connect with others in the music therapy world and community and asking about like AMTA and whatever. And I told her, I truly believe our biggest strength in the way to connect with each other is social media as like silly as it may sound. It's true. Utilize those Facebook groups, utilize us, utilize social media and just try to connect with those who have walked the path before you. So I really highly recommend social media for connecting with others. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is another, are, are there other, like, huge, um, book benchmarks, if you will, that we want to talk about? The test, the internship thing? I mean, I think we've hit a couple good ones today, and I think we have places to go. Guys, to tell you places that we want to go this year, we have interviews lined up from different parties. We have individuals involved in hospice care. We have individuals private practice psych and behavioral health we have a variety of people that want to talk and want to share their stories with you and we're excited to share those yeah I as I go I just want to share like a success with you guys that speaks to my word of boldness that I talked about earlier and I encourage you with it I noticed in the past hmm, like six months of my job when everything became overwhelming I stopped choosing the hard way um, and started choosing easy ways to cope, which is 100% okay. Mm. And in my new word of boldness, the reason that I picked that word specifically at my job is because there are problems that exist that I see and that I have the ability to speak up about and point to and say, hey guys, what can we do different? And so my boldness this year is really pointing at something and saying, hey guys, what do you guys think? What can we do different? And honoring my place on a care team. Mm. So in that, I behoove you to honor your place and 
be the person that speaks up for the things that you need and the things that you want to do in your boards, in your internship. As you're looking for a new job, you can do this. We believe in you and we're excited to do this year with you. Yeah, we're super pumped. Are there any, um, I think Morgan touched on a lot of them as far as goals for the podcast go, but we're excited for some interviews. We want to get you more perspectives. We are very aware of the fact that we are medical music therapists and not everyone is. more medical. (laughs) Yep. So we are really excited to bring you new perspectives. Um, We've been asked to do more Q&A type episodes with students, and we would absolutely love to facilitate that. Please, at any time, always send us questions and we're excited to set some stuff up in the future this year um specific things that I've heard questions about relate a lot to the intensive care unit um where I work right now and know that there are going to be episodes coming out and things talked about specifically dealing with the ICUs yeah so just let us know what you guys want to hear and we will chat about it we're super excited for 2023 we hope you guys have had a wonderful start to the year and that you look forward to what's to come see you next time guys (laughs) 